Many enterprises are turning to cloud service providers to furnish solutions to help secure their digital assets. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. And to discuss what's known as security as a service, I'm joined by IT security and governance expert Jens Landrup, who chaired the Cloud Security Alliance's latest initiative to produce guidance on security as a service implementations that focused on SIM, security, information, event management. Welcome, Jens. Thank you very much, Eric. Pleasure to be with you today. Lots of people remain jittery about using the cloud because of security concerns, but the cloud can furnish organizations with security services. Please take a few moments to discuss security as a service, how does it work, and how can it be secure? Security as a service is, is, a, is a natural outcropping from our venture into the cloud. Really, it is not that different than any other service we provide. While we call it security as a service, it's really a concept that we've been doing for years where the data center had a proxy server whose sole job was to monitor email coming into the enterprise. Then we virtualized it and this virtualized proxy server that monitored everybody's email to protect it from, that was really a cloud service. Now what we're doing with security as a service and with the use of the word cloud, what we have done is we have taken these security services that we typically had inside our own enterprise and we've now made it movable. We can move it to outside in the public cloud, we can put it into a hybrid cloud, or we can keep it internally in our own enterprise cloud. The latest guidance from the Cloud Security Alliance focuses on SIM, security, information, and event management. For the uninitiated, please take a few moments to define SIM and why is it an important component of information security? Unlike most other security devices that directly work with the data on a network, the concept of SIM is a, a step once removed from these security devices. It does not look at the data or at network traffic in your enterprise. What it does is it looks at feedback from devices that touch the network traffic or that touch the security. SIM collects all the data from different devices, that can, which can include firewalls, intrusion detection and prevention systems, and malware systems on individual computers. It also may include information from Active Directory or identity and access management systems. And it can also include uh, data sources from less traditional systems, such as video monitoring systems elevator control systems, HVAC systems, or telephone switches. And what it does is it collects all this data together and analyzes it. If this sounds like I'm talking about big data, it is. SIM is big data as applied to security. So that, in a nutshell, is what SIM is. It, it basically pulls in all this information, normalizes it, so it all looks the same, and then it's capable of correlating these events, creating reports regarding these events, or it can cause, create alerts, and a certain set of correlation or a certain set of logic indicates that there's a problem in the enterprise. Okay, let's discuss the new guidance on uh, security as a service in this component. What's the overall takeaway of the guidance? Security information and event management has been a challenge for organizations in the past small and large, small because they typically do not have the resources or the capabilities to deal with the amount of data that the SIM generated. Five years ago, a full-blown SIM installation could generate exabytes of information without too much trouble, especially if you had compliance requirements that forced you to retain data for 
six months, a year, or two years. The problem was that we have always struggled with SIM because we haven't quite known how to handle all this data all pulled together. In moving SIM into the cloud, and again, it doesn't need to be the public cloud or to be a vendor's cloud. It can be internal to your own cloud. What we have done is we have created an infrastructure for security and information event management that can grow and contract as we need, and that when bad things are happening within our environment and we need more power, it can grow. It can expand and be able to take in the added requirements that in typical installations you couldn't do without buying more servers and hooking them up and such. So is it basically a cost factor in going this route? There is a cost factor involved. You have a lower cost of ownership in the sense that you're only paying for the service as you use it. And again, that will depend on the vendor licensing and such. But much more important, especially considering the fact that we're dealing with a security issue here, you have dynamic scalability. In other words, you don't have quite unlimited resources, but boy, oh boy, you can get close to it. Because as you need more, you can expand. And if it's in a private cloud, if it's in your own private cloud, you can take off resources or remove resources from your own cloud environment that are less critical and expand your security information and event management services into those resources. If you have uh, what I typically prefer is your, your hybrid systems, then what you can do is you can expand your internal security information and event management system into the cloud so that what you're doing is you're leveraging the ability or the flexibility of being able to use not only your own cloud, but somebody else's cloud only when needed. And, and that type of capability really makes it a much, much more palatable system. You don't have to buy big amounts of capacity like you did in the past, just in case something went wrong. I guess there's an ebb and flow with the amount of data that, that each system is producing. That's why you would need the ability to expand quickly or contract. That is correct. The ebb and flow may come at different times depending on the vertical industry you're in. But for instance, if you're a large retailer, there's a <laughs> quite an increase in the amount of information that you're gathering uh, right around you know the holidays. Conversely, when you have uh, other verticals, such as healthcare verticals, government verticals, there are other times uh, or other situations that generate these. You know, with the with the disasters going on, similar to the one that just happened with the storm in in Northeast United States, what happened was we saw a tremendous growth in data being collected and being used for the healthcare and emergency services there. So they needed at that point of time to either say, we can't collect all the data and we lose some of the insight into some of the problems that we might have, or if they leveraged the concept of cloud, what they could do is they could expand out to the cloud and collect some of the information using the cloud and not miss any of it. And when they no longer need it, they just contract right down and they stop paying for the service in the cloud. What are some of the security concerns an organization should have in using SIM on the cloud? SIM as a whole contains a great deal of very, very good information that an organization can use to predict 
patterns and trends to determine what they should be looking at in the future to when they need to grow their networks, if they should grow their networks, if they should move systems, if they should change their architecture. And, and that type of information can be very important to some malfeasant who wants to crack into an organization. Some of the information can also, in some situations, can also include much more sensitive information, such as username, passwords, and such, that an organization might not want to share with the outside world. So therefore, one of the security concerns deals with, if I go to a vendor, an outside source, can that vendor be trusted with my data? That's not unique to SIM, but it is something that because of the nature of the data in security information and event management that we really need to think about. Part of the way you can think about this is the way you do is you take your less critical or less sensitive SIM data and you collect it and correlate it out in the cloud. And then you take the composite and you bring it back to your in-house SIM if you have it a hybrid. If you're going straight cloud, then it's strictly a matter of as a CIO or as a CFO or and the chief legal team of your enterprise need to go out and do a thorough job of looking at the vendor if they're meeting the same requirements, same stringent requirements your organization is to ensure things are secure. Other areas of concern deal with multi-tenancy. If, if my data is going into the cloud, is there another enterprise there that whose data is being collected next to mine? And if so, what if there's bleed over? What if there's bleed over of their information into yours or your information into theirs? What happens, uh, other security concerns may include compliance. Uh, it's very, very difficult to find compliance in the cloud given current compliance rules. Compliance rules and our mindset of our auditors are very much set in the brick and mortar. I can touch the server. Once you put it into the cloud, it becomes a little bit more difficult for them because they're having trouble wrapping their minds around it. It's not really that much different, but it's different enough that it causes pain, for lack of a better word. And finally, the, the last real problem that I see in moving your SIM or any security as a service into the cloud, for that matter, is the concept of vendor lock-in. If I go to a vendor and they don't, and they use a highly proprietary standard to store and correlate and aggregate my data, if I want to change vendors two years down the road, if my data is in this proprietary format, can I port it over to the new service? Because I may want to keep some of the historical data. If that's not possible, then you know one has to look at possibly having to have two vendors on at one time, or basically writing off the data that is with one vendor and starting fresh. So those are really the, the, the big issues. Interestingly enough, some of those same issues exist with traditional data centers. They're not new. We just have to them in the cloud and think of it that way. So how about the best way to vet a provider that's offering SIM security services on the cloud, especially in organizations that may not have the staff to do the vetting? What should they be doing? That is a very good question in the sense that it really depends on your vertical that you're in. What we're seeing more and more of right now are community clouds whether it be the credit union community standing up a cloud so that the different credit unions can share an environment that is more friendly to their types and have some 
security needs and requirements met within that cloud, and we don't allow others in. That's one way of doing it. Other ways of doing it is doing it through the service level agreements. Typically, the service level agreements put forth by the providers are, of course, heavily slanted in their own favor should something go wrong. The service level agreements are the key to helping an organization ensure that their data is available, that it's handled and stored appropriately the way they want it, that it's disposed of when it's supposed to be, that they don't store personally identifiable information or system information that may in the future cause problems. It should outline things such as incident response, how are you going to deal with that, business continuity, disaster recovery are big things. It should spell out exactly what audit requirements your enterprise has and and make sure there's some provision to ensure that those audit requirements can be met by either documentation provided by the vendor or that you are allowed some level of access to the vendor's systems. This becomes particularly important if, for instance, you have a nefarious employee doing things that are not just to violate policy but are illegal. What if law enforcement requires access to the data? How is that going to be handled? Is When law enforcement comes to you or if they come to the provider, are they required to notify you? Who bears the cost? Because the, the if the law enforcement is local but the content of the information resides in Singapore or India, is a law enforcement agency going to have to travel to that location to collect it forensically in a forensically sound manner? And if so, who bears the cost of paying for this? You know, so these are all things, and, and I can go on about, you know, all the different requirements that it, those are the things to look at. If you go into, for instance, for SIM, if you go into the actual SIM implementation guide, there's an entire section where we talk about many of the things that should be looked at in the service level agreements. Other ways of doing it is, of course, or contacting an independent security consultant that is not associated with any security as a service provider and have them help go through this to ensure that there's some level of protection for the user of the service. Do you have any final thoughts on SIM as a, as a service you can find on the cloud? We're now at, at SIM version, let's just say, call it SIM 2.0. SIM 1.0, we found that we were collecting way more data than we knew what to do with, and, and we buried ourselves in data. The more we collected, the less smart we were about it. There is a need in the world of security information event management to have a fundamental shift in thinking from collecting more data to finding out what the right data is to learn and learning how to analyze it and make predictions based on the data. I think that there was a gentleman, Mr. Silver, he did an outstanding job during the election in predicting the presidential winner. And he did it through very careful analysis of data that was available. This same level of effort, level of thought and processing needs to happen. And it comes from the user. It doesn't come from the SIM provider because the SIM provider does exactly what you tell them to do. We hear a lot of talk about the evolving threat landscape and how it's changing and such. And our traditional security systems and devices are not really well set up for dealing with threats and attacks that we haven't seen before. This is where SIM shines. By putting it in the cloud, we can grow it quick, deep analysis. That particularly becomes important is in the past year, many of the incident responses that I have been involved with have dealt with persistent threats. The customer discovered there was intrusion. We went in 
And we saw these attacks or intrusions. They were not only in there, but they had been in there for a long time, you know, 18, 20, 25 months. And in careful forensic examination, we, these were not just arbitrary guard variety script kitties or traditional hackers. These were people that carefully planned and executed these attacks. Very clear that they were highly organized. We're seeing some of those types of attacks come from high or, uh, highly organized crime syndicates. We're seeing those attacks coming from vendors that are interested in collecting intelligence or data from, from other uh, enterprises. And finally, we're seeing nation states doing this not just for political reasons, but also for reasons that they can tie into their business. Today's attacks that are successful are the attacks that are low and slow. Discovering them requires the deep analysis. It's not well suited to be done by people because the human brain cannot pull that amount of data and sift through that amount of data to find the needles in the haystack. These computer models run very well in our own, be it a private cloud or something we can expand into the overall cloud, the public or, or community clouds, in order to enhance our ability to respond to bad things, to meet compliance needs of today, which are seemingly ever-changing, and finally to ultimately examine critically what our data is telling us. Thanks, Jens. You're very welcome, Eric. I've been speaking with the Cloud Security Alliance's Jens Landrup on Security as a Service's Security Information Event Management Guidance. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.